0: Hey guys, welcome back to Starring Milan, the podcast. This is season three, episode, I believe, 16. I am losing track of the episode numbers as I am losing track of the quarantine uh, day that we're in. So welcome back. Thank you guys so much for listening um, and for watching. Um, if you're new here, we have three segments at the Star Milana podcast. The first one is BTS, where we recap my past week. The second segment is called Talkworthy, where we pick a few things going on in the medium we try to offer a new or different perspective and the third segment is called dropping gems where we pick a topic of the week and we drop a few gems also there's a visual to this podcast visit youtube.com forward slash starring milana make sure to subscribe like comment and all of the goods and if you're watching on youtube hi um there is an audio version to this you can go to most podcast listening apps and I will be there just search starring Milana leave a rating and a review um so yeah this week is you know another not so eventful week because we're still in quarantine but for this week's podcast I'm going to give you a quarantine update we're going to talk about a stabbing And we are going to talk about how to find your purpose. So let's just get into it. Um, I want to start off by saying, uh, for those of you watching on YouTube, my nails are now atrocious. I have uh, tried to do press-ons and I ordered them on Amazon and they looked pretty good and I actually like them and I ordered some more and I will put them back on but I also decided to kind of like some of them were falling off and I didn't feel like I have extra but I didn't feel like doing another set so I decided to kind of take them off and let my nails get a breather because my nails don't really breathe very often I mean I haven't had my natural nails and I don't know maybe like ugh like eight years i've always had my nails done um so i'm kind of just giving my nails a breather now i haven't seen them in so long but so as my attempt to take off the press-ons i couldn't get my thumbs off because recently um when the both of the thumbs had fallen off and i had a re- um, added the glue and i forgot about that so when i tried to take them off they were really hurting so now i have eight of my natural nails and two thumbs with this french manicure press on um a little bit embarrassing but that's my life with my nails and that is the elephant in the room or on youtube in regards to my aesthetic um everything else is still intact i think Uh, i don't have a unibrow just yet and my lashes are still there holding on for dear life they are approaching week number three so um you know knock on wood that they hold on a little bit longer every time one falls off i just start thinking like oh my god they're gonna just go one by one so yeah still okay in that department um (sighs) oh what else can we talk about okay so last week we talked about the banana bread ordeal how everybody in this like quarantine is making banana bread and I'm just like why is everyone making banana bread you know I told you guys I'm gonna try to make banana bread and I did I've never made banana bread before in my life um it kind of I don't know what the right terminology is because I'm not I don't really bake so I know this happens often it like in the oven it was it was ready. And then when we took it out after like, I don't know, maybe 15, 20 minutes, it like fell. I don't know what that, I don't know what that means. Like it just, it was like, it fell, it fell, it fell. I don't know. Somebody tell me what that means or how to properly say it, the proper terminology, but, um, it was up, then it was down, but it was good. It was good when it was up. It was good when it was down. I'm really proud of myself for, you know, my sister and I's first attempt of making banana bread. We made a chocolate chip banana bread, um, and we made it gluten-free. So, that was really fun. I'm going to try another version. Um, I'm going to try again, you know, to do that. Maybe that's why it drooped or fell. Like it was gluten-free. Maybe we were supposed to use an an additional ingredient. I don't know, but it was pretty good and I'm proud of myself. I've also been a chef in this quarantine. I guys, I, you know, before I would cook here and there. Now I cook everything and everything's tasting pretty good. This was our second, uh, veggie taco night and it just got better and better my refried beans from scratch were so good um, and I learned how to make my favorite drink and now the first round wasn't so good but the rest were amazing it's a spicy cucumber jalapeno margarita with tahini on the rim and it was so good I just honestly I want more um, I posted it on Instagram and all these people were like send me the recipes I just sent them because I googled it I kind of like I took the recipe, but I, I added and removed a couple of things to make it like my own. And it tasted really, really good. And everyone was like reposting their own spicy margaritas. I'm just like, you know what? I'm gonna make them every single weekend now. Because like now that I know how to make them, I don't need to leave my house. Like I know how to make my favorite drink. Okay. So now I'm just really, I don't know, I feel like I'm I'm now I'm ready for this quarantine. Now I can now I can go the full month of april still can't believe it's april another thing i thought about like when i was putting on this jean jacket because the bottom half of me are like sweatpants is i haven't worn jeans since before the quarantine i think the last time i put on a pair of jeans was somewhere around like march 10th maybe earlier like i even before this i pretty much lived in leggings and sweats and uh that kind of stuff unless i had like a work meeting or something but now i realize like i have not worn jeans since almost it's been almost a month and i'm honestly kind of scared to put them on because i don't know like i've been working out but i don't know what's gonna fit right and what's not um i've only been in my daytime pajamas my sweats and my workout clothes that's it that's been my you know go-to for almost a month now um even when i go to the store i'm in sweats and let's see this quarantine is really feeling like a black mirror episode like i've saw a couple of virtual concerts and they were tripping me out like the backstreet boys one i don't know was it on fox i saw clips of it and i watched the whole thing but that really tripped me out like all five members were in different places and they were like live streaming i guess and they're singing their songs and and the cameras like picking up who's singing i don't know what they were using but it was really really crazy and um I just, like, I really feel like we're living in this, like, Black Mirror episode, and I'm really, like, thankful for technology, but this is getting wild, like, people's Zoom birthday parties, Zoom, I don't know, gender reveals, like, all kind of stuff, but I'm just trying to, like, get through this time, um, I think I'm gonna walk out of here, like, a chef, a bartender maybe a makeup artist i'm lying i only do my makeup once a week for this but um you know a housekeeper i don't know I'm, i'm really just hoping to come out of this better um and yeah just keep pushing through guys it'll it'll fly by um I saw this tweet, which I thought was really interesting. I'm going to read to you guys. It said, oh, I don't have the actual tweet, but it says something about, um, someone said my skin is worse now than it was when I was wearing makeup every day and I haven't worn makeup in like three weeks. So all of that is a myth. And I was like, yeah, that's true. My skin has been worse. Like honestly, it, it, I have been breaking out more and I thought that was really interesting. And I was reading the thread and someone in the thread said it could be due to stress. Um, but I'm not really stressed right now. I'm really just kind of taking this one day at a time and being very peaceful. Someone else said that it could be that you're eating everything that's in, you know, your house and it's, you're being unhealthy. Honestly, I'm really not. Like I, most of the things I make, um, I use, you know, try to use dairy-free butters and, and when I'm baking something or cooking something that, that has flour. It's usually without gluten. So everything is like, you know, gluten free. So when I am eating, nothing is really bad. I haven't eaten French fries or hot Cheetos or even bread because I gave it up for Lent. So I don't think that it's, you know, eating unhealthy things. Um, so it's not that, but someone else has something that was really interesting. And it said, it may be because your skin could be detoxing. So maybe that, is the reason why um you know we've heard all our lives like if you wear makeup you're gonna break out uh the more you wear makeup the more like you're you're harming your skin and these are the reasons why you're breaking out and now it's like no like i haven't worn makeup i barely wear makeup i wear it once a week and i'm still breaking out so what's the deal so hopefully it's just detoxing and i'm gonna come out of this with like great skin thank the lord um that's the hope (sighs) what else so this week we started I told you guys last week that we're starting the Jessica Simpson book club and we're reading the first like couple of chapters and I am actually hooked. I don't want to spoil it for anybody but this girl is like I had no idea all this was going on in her life. I guess I haven't really like been keeping up with her but I also think she's been living a private life and I'm really fascinated by you know, her life now that I think about like the trajectory of her career and her personal life and her brand and her company and how successful it's been. Now I'm like, okay, wait, like Jessica Simpson really has been moving and like living and doing things. And we just, and it's been kind of quiet. And so when I'm reading this book, I'm just rereading all like, you know, her life the past couple of years. This is only like three, four years, three years ago or two to three years ago, she started writing this. And there are these moments about, how she was, like, basically, I guess she was addicted to alcohol. Um, or, you know, she she couldn't even go to her kids, like, recital, like, at 9 a.m. school recital without drinking vodka. And it was just, like, so interesting to me because we had no idea this was going on in Jessica Simpson's life. So this is all the first chapter, and I'm just, like, hooked already. I'm really excited to read the rest of the book. Um, and I think everyone else in, in the book club is, too. But let's talk TV. Ozark is back. I did watch the other um season i don't know if this is season two or season three whatever this season started off so slow for me that i just was no longer interested like the whole show is just like dark and gloomy and like the whole the tone of the show is this the entire time and it's just not exciting for me i had to stop watching it i'm pretty sure it's good you guys let me know if you've seen it or if you have any thoughts but for me i'm just having a hard time getting through Honestly, the first two episodes. Um, But let's talk about Housewives, which is my favorite topic. So I am officially caught up with Real Housewives of Atlanta. I am now watching week by week with everyone else on Bravo. And honestly, it really just hurts my heart to think that I can't just like turn on housewives and like I'm like there's nothing to look forward to now like oh I have I'm watching I have 10 more episodes in the season like that that's no longer because I finished everything I'm caught up and I have to tell you guys it's in my opinion the best franchise I have never laughed harder I have never uh stayed up long just wanted to stay up and see what happens next and see what happens next with any other franchise i mean i have but this one the most like this is hands down the best franchise that's that's why real housewives of atlanta is the most watched out of all the franchises and it is one of and i think it's the most watched show on bravo period it is the most watched show on bravo so i would say if you were starting off and trying to watch a franchise i would watch atlanta first and then i would watch mm, i would watch new york next i would i would watch new york next i think i'm i think it's i I would watch new york next and then i would watch beverly hills um that would be my order and then the rest of them however you i guess feel is most appropriate i would i don't know you know oc is like so it was the original one but really just became so trash after a while I couldn't anyway I I don't want to get into that I'll get into that when I'm finished with all of the housewives but um yeah I I love Candy she's probably one of my favorite housewives from Atlanta and Portia I've never laughed harder in my entire life so um really sad about that But season 12 of New York Housewives started, and it's kind of weird watching it without Bethany. Like, she brings so much to the show, so I'm really sad that she's not going to return this week. And um, they do have a new housewife, someone named, like, Leah Sweeney. You know, I think, and I'm interested to see what she's all about. I don't really know. It's only been one episode. But what I've been thinking about is, like, they need to either replace one or two people or add someone on the show who really kind of gives you that like gossip girl that like you know wall street wife or whatever like that kind of housewife feel like like honestly like charlotte And sex in the city when she was married i need someone that's like married on the show that brings like this kind of vibe to real housewives of new york like something very aspirational and like super wealthy and like you know fifth avenue like very very new york because at this point of the show i think none of them none of the six housewives are married and i don't i think maybe only dorinda is dating i mean it's kind of it's kind of weird that these are the housewives of new york and none of that like this one is just a reality about these women in new york you know and that's fine but i need some like i need them to bring that like society and that like new york um that new york like you know housewife living in a penthouse whatever she's living like i need that kind of feel so i'm really hoping that they find someone for that um role on this on this franchise and i need a little more glamour you know um and I started Real House Size of Potomac. First of all, before this franchise, I had no idea where Potomac was. Potomac is in Maryland. It is in the Washington, like, you know, metropolitan area. So this is really interesting to me. I never even knew this, like, society of people, like, existed Um and it's really cool. I actually am really enjoying it. It reminds me of Dallas Housewives where it's very much like the society and like what, you know, Dallas society and like how you're supposed to act and the rules and this and that. So I thought that, that was really, you know, interesting. I didn't expect the show to be like this, but I'm enjoying it so far. Um, you know, and if this is for anyone who hasn't watched a Housewives franchise and, sh- and wants to, I think the first season can really be cringy because the cast members are really trying to like tell you who they are and they're also trying to get to know the other cast members but once you get past the first season of most of the franchises it gets really really good and a little less like cheesy and a little less you know seems like it's scripted people really just kind of become who they are and like really come into their own um because they're forced to because all this stuff starts coming out about them so if you can get through like first seasons of most franchises i think you really will stick around because it's an addicting show um speaking of reality tv this is the last thing i'm going to say i watched the uh first two episodes of the keeping up with the kardashians and you know a lot of it was the drama between kim and Courtney. and i'm not really going to go into that because i don't know what goes on behind closed doors and off screen but one thing that i do want to comment on is their visit to armenia um I really enjoy when they film and put this on their show because it brings so much awareness and people can really learn about the Armenian culture. You know, I was born in Armenia. I've been to Armenia several times since and it really is... it really is an amazing country. It, it, you know, there's some of the oldest churches in the world are there, and Armenians were the first people to accept Christianity. So it is a very spe- special, in my opinion, spiritual place. Um, and to see, you know, them go there and then baptize their kids there and then bring awareness to the genocide, it's really important because for a long time growing up, like, when I people be like, where are you from? And I'm like, oh, I'm Armenian. Nobody would know where that is or what that is. You know, the only famous person that was Armenian that people really knew at that point, I think, was Cher. So, um for me it was it was like always trying to explain what Armenia was, and I just think it's really cool that they bring a lot of awareness and attention to the Armenian culture and the country of Armenia. So I really appreciated um that episode or that portion of that episode. Um and I think that's about it in the BTS segment. Yes, it is. All right, guys. So we're gonna get into the talkworthy segment again. I've been saying this for the past two or three weeks because of the quarantine. Because of everything going on, there's not a lot of things happening in the media to talk about besides this um, pandemic. But you know, besides who got coronavirus, who doesn't have it, who got someone infected, what the government is doing, what the CDC is doing. So besides that, there's not a lot of um, you know real talkworthy media news because people are staying home and there's not a lot going on um and because tamsi is quarantined right so just a couple of things this week um i mean this is just brief like i thought it was so funny that oj simpson even commented on the tiger king documentary i think he said carol baskin made tiger sashimi out of her husband which was crazy to me because he's sitting there laughing in our faces because you know of course he allegedly allegedly uh might have killed his wife that was what he was accused for even though you know he got off on that but he's over here talking about another woman allegedly killing her husband making tiger sashimi out of him and he's just running wild and free and laughing and watching tiger king and just laughing at the world and i cannot with him um what else happened okay so drake twice i have two things to say about drake um he finally released a photo of his son who is so cute honestly not what i expected but i do think that he looks like drake but he's just blonde with you know colored eyes i think that he's gonna grow into that look um he's super cute and i really thought that was nice of him to to well thank you so much for sharing a photo of your child finally but i think it was so um nice of him to include photos of the you know the mother of the baby too because that's important it shows that they're really working on this co-parenting relationship and it shows that he is respecting her um contrary to popular belief but he is you know the whole fluke thing but he is respecting her and he's posting pictures with her and it looks like they're trying to build a like a really good positive relationship for the kid and she posted the same photos as well um so that was really good to see okay so um an indian this is what i'm talking about this is what i'm talking about corona virus related news indian couple this is the headlines on names kids covid and corona guys this is crazy it's not quirky it's not cute it's not catchy it's weird and now Your kids are gonna go the rest of their lives being called a virus. So, um, thanks, mom and dad. Also, this past week was the one year anniversary of Nipsey Hussle's uh, passing. And honestly, it's still really devastating. Like, I can't imagine, you know, what his family and friends feel. um, And of course, the fans. It's just like, but what what I realize is how quickly like time flies. I really do feel like it was just yesterday that this happened. I'm sure that it doesn't feel the same for his family. I'm sure every day it feels just like long and and dreadful. But you know, for us outsiders looking in, like when you think about um hearing about Nipsey's passing, it feels like it was just yesterday. And the fact that it's been an entire year, it really is just goes to show you how quickly time is flying and you know a lot of us it made me think about how many people are, are complaining about being quarantined and about being at home and, and and not being able to do anything but really just like sit and think about it like this time is gonna fly by like today flew by for me just think about how fast time is gonna fly by you're gonna wake up in a couple months look at this big I. Like, I feel like that was yesterday. Time goes really slowly. So just try to, like, really be present and, like, you know, count count every day because it, it, you're going to blink and it's just going to be something that happened a year ago. And, and you're going to be like, where did the time go? Like, I just feel like my whole life after high school, I've been like, where did the time go? As soon as I graduated high school, life just has been a blur. I blinked and life has been a blur. And the last thing in the Talkworthy segment is uh, this interesting news about Floyd Mayweather's daughter. So according to NBC News, Mayweather 19 was taken to jail in Harris County, Texas around 1.30 in the morning on Saturday after a 25-year-old woman was stabbed and hospitalized, says Jonathan Zitzman of Harris County Precinct 4 the woman suffered non-life-threatening injuries and underwent surgery he said um that's great weird interesting what the fuck and then following this i saw a headline from the shade room that said yaya mayweather arrested for allegedly stabbing one of nba young boy's baby mothers so okay I don't know any of these people. I mean, obviously, I know Floyd Mayweather, so his daughter, I get it. But apparently, she went to his house, and one of the baby moms was there, and she, I don't know, they got into an altercation, and she went to the kitchen, and I guess allegedly stabbed. I don't know. But the point here is, like, first of all, aren't we supposed to be quarantined? Why are people out and about going to people's houses? Um, Second, if this is true, yes, it is horrible, But let me just start off by saying like if you take anything from my podcast today, not anything, but if you take a couple things from my podcast today, one thing I will say is don't ever let them see you sweat. What do I mean by that is don't let people get the best of you. Don't let people take you to this point. I know it can be hard and it requires a lot of willpower, but you are stronger if you walk away from situations like this and don't let people get the best of you okay you have to learn how to maintain your composure um this is really unfortunate and at the end of the day like you have to sit and think like is this something worth losing your freedom over so again if I leave you with anything is never let them see you sweat you gotta just be that girl or that guy or that whoever who does the eye roll and just says you know what like You decided to take a a loss on me. Whatever, like your loss, like roll your eyes. This is the kind of mentality you should have in life. Because at the end of the day, if not, you end up doing shit like this. When you let people take you out of your element, out of your space, they do shit like this, and then you might lose your freedom over somebody that at the end of the day probably is not worth it. Um. So an unfortunate situation. She is nineteen. Hopefully she learns from this. Hopefully the other woman is okay. Um. And that's all really that we have here on Talkworthy Segment. So let's just move on to the last segment of this podcast, um, the dropping gems. I really wanted a guest for this topic, but, you know, obviously with with quarantine. But I definitely will revisit this topic later because I think that there's just so much to unpack here. But I'm going to kind of get into what I think is the, um, just kind of like the, the general, I don't know, what I think is basically the... Uh, the, core of, uh, the core of the core of the the topic. okay. So today's dropping jumps topic is how to find your purpose. Um, first of all, the concept of finding your purpose is like, I don't know, it can it can kind of sound cliche a little bit like, Cringy in a way. Um, and it really could just kind of stem back to what you believe in. If you believe that, you know, God has a plan laid out for you and that you're here to serve a purpose, right? That's one way to look at it. Some people think that, you know, we're simply here for a period of time and we're just constantly making decisions on a daily basis of what we want to do with that time that we are here left with. Um, and I don't believe that most of us really know what our true purpose is. And maybe some we never will, right? You you might host a talent showcase and you think that, you know, that might be your purpose. But that might be something that inspired the next Oprah, right? Seeing you host that, maybe that inspired the next Oprah. And you want something else in your life. Like that might not be your real purpose. So sometimes we don't really know what our, you know, true purpose is. Um, what I do know is that we have to move in the direction that feels like our purpose, that brings us joy, right? Um, I think that we should seek it out because what is life without fulfillment, without happiness? Like purpose is fulfillment. So I think you should constantly be seeking and figuring out what your purpose is or what um, things bring you this kind of like joy or fulfillment. So I think the way to find your purpose or you know, get started on the journey to discover your purpose is to go where you feel most creative. Um, you know, remember that our creativity is from God and our creativity leads us back to God. Um, therefore, purpose if you're stuck or have no idea like where to start i think that the time is now we have this time to kind of like really figure out and process so i will say first start off by like meditating and praying and trying to hear from someone outside of of you know yourself maybe a higher power um i would also ask people that you trust what they think that your best qualities may be like even though your purpose should come from within and not necessarily from other people but i do think that sometimes we um you know don't see what we're we're good at or see what our best qualities is because we're we're sometimes we're too afraid to hear it or sometimes we're afraid to say it out loud so it's nice to be able to ask people that you trust to kind of tell you what they think some of your best qualities or attributes are um, i would also say explore your interests maybe there's some things you're interested in that you don't think necessarily could be a career or can bring you money that doesn't matter if, Explore your interests and see what kinds of things you are interested in, and that can maybe lead you to your purpose. Um, maybe consider, you know, an injustice or something that you that really bothers you. Um, something that you're, you know, that really gets you going, because that kind of shows passion, right? Um, and if you have the luxury of time, do actual community service. I think when you are helping and serving people, you can maybe find some sort of joy in something that you didn't know you had before. Um. I think that if you're present in everyday life like with jobs and activities or moments in your life look for those moments that make you feel strong and make you feel, you know, in- empowered. You have to find things in your life that really light a fire in you. Um, you know, find your creativity, that space you're in where you can hear from God and where you can feel God. I know some of these things may seem maybe a little bit redundant or maybe they don't make sense, but really if you Take the time to kind of put yourself in these environments or in these moments. You may discover that you have interests or passions, or you might become really uh, strong and powerful. In you might have a strong or powerful voice in a in a project that you're doing. You may you may feel your creativity is like really coming out of you in something and something that you had no idea could really be your purpose. Um, I think that you know, when you find, when you're confident about something, when you find, um, meaning in something and you, it's hard to find it. I'm not going to lie. Like it is hard to figure out what your purpose is. I don't know what my purpose is, but I know the things that, um, bring me fulfillment. But I also know the things that, you know, where I'm good with the things I'm good at. I also know, and I discovered this kind of like last week, I really, I really know, what things light a fire in me, what things really, you know, make I feel passionate about. I really feel Creative when I'm producing. When I'm producing, I really feel that creativity burning and and having these encounters and interactions with people and bouncing ideas off of people. Being creative in a productive, uh, in a in a production standpoint. Being creative when it comes to content, digital content, audio content. Like this is where I thrive, and you know I had no idea that that I had this joy, you know, a couple of months ago. But really, I do feel very, very empowered, very confident, very um interested and alert and present in moments where I am being creative within, you know, the production standpoint. So for me, it was hard to like discover this moment. I'm not saying that being a producer is necessarily my my purpose in life, but it is definitely where I can feel, you know, I can feel pretty fulfilled and, and that can lead me to either my purpose or my true purpose or the next thing in life and, and it helps people and I'm and you know, so for me um, that's kind of why I say that, like, you need to find your creativity, the space that you feel most, you know, uh, creative where you can feel that sometimes you can step outside of yourself like, woof, did I just say that? But you know, when you, where it feels like it's not you, it's not coming from you, it's coming from God. Like those moments where you're like, whoa, where did that come from? Where you surprise yourself, you know, where, where you're really feeding your creativity, that's kind of the place to start when you're trying to figure out what your purpose is. Um, So yeah, I just, I think that you should go where you feel most called. Um, And I want to leave you with this quote from Julia Cameron. um, Our creative dreams and yearnings come from a divine source. As we move toward our dreams, we move towards our divinity. So let's get creative, folks. um, While we're here, while we have this time um, to really think and reflect and yeah, I, I think that's that's all I really have for today's podcast. I wanna say thank you so much for listening. Um, you know, if you feel inclined and if you feel like, you know, something in this podcast inspired you, make sure to share and um use the hashtag Milana Monday and tag me at starring Milana on Instagram. Um make sure to give this video a thumbs up, comment. Same thing with the audio. Thank you guys for listening and we will be back next week.